from Scotston. This is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast with Jack and Ashy. Welcome back to Warriors Weekly, the official Glasgow Warriors Club podcast. I'm joined by Rory Jackson once again. Jacko, I was out of breath watching that game on the weekend. What was that like to be involved in? Yeah, it was um, pretty brutal. Uh, almost felt like a pre-season game. It was kind of weird. It was just fairly end-to-end. Um, a lot of tries, a lot of really good tries both mm. on both sides. Um, Cardiff and Glasgow, I think we both played some really good stuff. Um, Defence coaches probably <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. so happy. Kenny's had a few choice words. I was but, about to say, um, what was what was Kenny Murray's <laughs> meeting like this morning? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I might not say say exactly um, what he said. quote for quote, <laughs> but um, there's certainly some some home truths getting getting told, and and we know our defence needs to be better, but um, it certainly made for an exciting game for the neutral anyway. What about Big T's try? That was my favourite of the bunch. Yeah, I thought that somebody had managed to slip in a sand pit just before the trial. <laughs> yeah, suddenly started splitting his legs about. Um, but no, what a try that was. George's, George's initial break and then uh, poor Matthew Morgan uh, having to take, take yeah, Matthew, the full brunt. Matthew Morgan came up to me after the game and asked me who our hooker was because he never wants to tackle him again. <laughs> or at least try and tackle can, him again. I can understand that. And then, yeah, the support from T was uh, was unreal. And it was... Um, yeah, the fact that they'd got off a plane from um, South America uh, earlier on in the week and to come and put a shift like that off the bench and to put the game what should have been out of sight. <laughs> so was it a case of when we scored that final try with, what, 10 minutes to go and so far ahead? Did, did you think you'd won it at that point on the pitch? Is that What happened in those last few minutes? How, does that, how did that happen when you were out there? Yeah, like... We certainly should never be losing a game from that situation. Um, we certainly need to be be a bit more disciplined. I think um, we just had a couple of um, two or three defensive slip ups and um, and allowed a dangerous team, um, the likes of Jared Evans, Matthew Morgan, um, Summerhill scored a hat trick. They they got dangerous players um, all over the pitch and. Yeah, we just switched off a little bit, I think, and, and maybe just took the foot of the gas um, a couple of minutes too early. And, and there were little, bit, little moments in there where we really could have killed off the game, like when Robbie got back and we, we cleared our lines and then suddenly Matthew Morgan mm-hmm. runs through four of, <laughs> four of our boys down the sideline and we're back under pressure. So um, oh, there's a lot to learn from the game and, and it's good that we weren't perfect, but... Um, we probably the position we got ourselves in it should have been a far far more comfortable end. Do you ever feel that it's the pressure that kind of leads to these little mistakes? You so you, you're so far ahead, and then that one try goes in, and then in your head you know that if you concede another one, you're going to be under pressure, and then all of a sudden you have conceded another one. Is that like is that related at all? Uh, possibly um, subconsciously, I guess. Um, they, we knew they were going to throw everything at us um, those last sort of five, five, ten minutes, and um, yeah, it's hard to put put your finger on. And uh, the crowd were really up for it as well. Yeah, wasn't it? Right it was. It was. It was a really good atmosphere, and yeah, the fans getting right up, um, Cardiff, and they responded, and they they came at us wave after wave, and it was nice. I think the the sort of composure we showed in the last minute was was something considering how much pressure we had been put under and and how many mistakes we'd made in the last sort of five minutes to, to be able to close out the game so sort of calm 
maybe it wasn't calm for the, the supporters watching, but it felt calm that last pitch and that last um, minute, and the last minute of the pitch, control, it felt yeah. yeah, it felt calm. And whereas we we've lost from that position against Munster already this year, mm -hmm. um, so we've shows that we are learning and there's a lot and the, a lot of the guys that finished that game a lot of young guys that maybe hadn't been in that um, position before but the likes of Nick Frisbee controlled it really well the forwards looked after that ball and yeah it was uh, <laughs> a few happy men when that, that ball got put into touch there's been a lot of chat around the place about how important it is these obviously these games in the Six Nations but specifically games against team in our own conference Cardiff were had we not won that and Cardiff had got the five points, all of a sudden we're in with them. However, we've managed to stretch a lead and keep up with Munster. Is that what's the chat, especially with Connacht again in our conference coming up this weekend? Yeah, definitely. It's all, it's all been about that. I think um, it is weird that the stretch, it's we seem to be playing every team in and around mm -hmm. um, these playoff spots and um, it doesn't get much bigger at the minute. Um, so as say, we've got Connacht who are... Um, if they win, they'll be sniffing um, down our necks, and uh, so we've we've done two from two. We've we've beaten two teams that were were in contention, and we've we've given ourselves a bit of daylight. Um, and now we've got to do it again. Um, with a, we're probably a lot more boys away this this weekend again, so it's going to be stretching our depth. Um, a good test for the youngsters, and it's been really nice seeing seeing these guys step up and and really sort of show show what they're all about and. I think this this weekend, if we we get another win, um, it'll be a great great credit to the guys and the work that they're all all doing behind the scenes. How did um, Kyle Stain get on? You were part of that bit back three with him. Did he slot in seamlessly? How was that out there? Yeah, he was great. He he showed a real desire to learn in the week um, to come in and sort of just be throwing throwing everything, um, all the moves, all the systems, structures. Um, I thought he did brilliantly. Um, a week just over a week's training um he did brilliantly it was a shame he he, he fumbled that one right <laughs> yeah, near the yeah. start it would have been a dream start and i think that would have really boosted his confidence we saw saw how powerful a guy he is in some of his runs and he's he bounced out. back to set up Hornish trial yeah ex exactly um so no I, I, looking forward to seeing seeing a lot more of him over the coming coming weeks and and obviously he signed signed on so hopefully um yeah see, see a lot more of the guy Playing at fullback, what are the main qualities you want from a winger? What are you wanting someone to make your life easier? What would they be doing? Um, what, a, lot, a lot of hard work, a lot of running to, to give me options and, and, and bailouts when, when in the backfield. Uh, communication as well, certainly defensively, um, trying to sort of look after that, those, those edge attacks and things like that. But um, yeah, just sort of have the trust that they'll, they'll be working when um, sort of trying to work this sort of the whole pendulum thing. and having that trust that if you're going back down on kick you know that somebody's going to either be there to secure it or we've got an option to, to get the ball away from, from the danger. What are Connacht's main threats? What are they going to bring here on Friday night? Um, they've had a real upturn in form this season again. Um, had a real purple patch not long ago. They're a dangerous team. They've got, got a rapid back three. Um, they got good, good physical. Which would be fun for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I, I am a rapid back through player, probably the slowest in the Pro 14. But um, so that'll be yeah, that'll be good, good fun. But um, no, nah, they've got threats all over the pitch. They, I mean, it's not long ago that they won the league. They've mm -hmm. new coach this year, and and he's been putting his blueprint on the team, and you see that they've they've improved a lot, and um, and sort of 
buying into what he he's about and and yeah they're, they're a good team they've got a good map balance of physical ball carriers and and the, the ability to to sting teams out wide so um we know we need to be be defensively right up there um we can't be re relying on scoring five six tries every game to, to get a win <laughs> although it's fun in attack um Ken, Kenny will be Kenny have a heart attack. Yeah, <laughs> be going a lot grayer and, and thinner on top. Um, so, we yeah we we know the work that we need to, to put in this week. We're recording this on Monday. Podcast always comes out on a Tuesday. By the time it comes out, we'll have announced that Brandon has signed a two-year contract. What's he What's he like around the place? What kind of guy is he? He's a he's a great book. Um, it's been really nice. Um, from this year getting a bit bit more of an opportunity and I think he's he's really taken it and he's putting a lot of pressure on the like of Haysto and Horney who who sort of been take, taken over from Finn. Um he's just a really nice guy, approachable, uh, diligent, works hard and and you sort of see that in, in the way he plays the game. He's he's pretty methodical. Um he just doesn't he's not necessarily always the star of the show. Um although he's definitely won us a few games this year already, but he just gets the team ticking nicely. He doesn't seem to get flustered, he kind of just yeah, does his job. Yeah, cool, calm, collected, puts the, guy, puts the team in the right places, gets us playing in, in a good good rhythm, and um, yeah, it's nice, nice to see a young guy doing well, and say he is, a, he is a sort of mature kind of player. Well, earlier today, I caught up with Brandon, and we discussed his new contract that will keep him at Scotston until at least 2021. This is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast. Brandon, we announced today that you signed a two-year contract. Congratulations. Um, how are you feeling? You're happy to be staying for at least two more years? Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, really excited to have signed another two years. I've loved the last two seasons or season and a half. Mm -hmm. And I really feel my rugby's grown, so I look forward to hopefully growing it a bit more. Talk us through how it came to be originally that you, you were part of the Warriors, because you came on a short-term deal to cover, was it injury covered? Remind me, what happened? Yeah, it was, well, forget the year, but initially it was a two-month loan, mm -hmm. uh, just as a medical joker. Uh, the boys being away of Six Nations, I'd fill in here and there. Uh, had three games, I think, and I absolutely loved it. I loved the style, I loved the atmosphere of home games. Mm -hmm. The crowd's just amazing. And then when I had the opportunity to sign a two-year deal, I was really excited and just grabbed it with both hands. And then this season, you've been involved in some of, maybe not the biggest, but some of the most exciting games, Scarlets in particular. Are those the kind of games that you're looking forward to being part of more? Yes, definitely. I mean, happy to be a part of any game, but it's the big games that you hope for, the big games where you get to step up, show your true colours and what you've got. And like you said, Scarlets are one of the most exciting games I've played in. Uh, Munster away this year, nail-biting finish but also the boys played so well and just to be a part of that it's really exciting there's been a few of those this season you were running water down in Cardiff this weekend what was the atmosphere like down <laughs> yeah. there what was, what was that like for you yeah I, it's tough standing on the edge of the sideline and not being able to jump onto the field and help out but nail-biting finish as Pete said in squeaky bum time at, state, at, <laughs> at times but the boys did well in the last couple of minutes just to ground out the win and I mean five points away at this time of the year we're really happy with that what was it like like you said it must be do you prefer being out there rather than watching it and what was it like yeah. so you'd have had the headphones in with Dave's messaging yeah. what was that like <laughs> yeah so definitely prefer being out there <laughs> and uh, the last couple of minutes I sort of tried sneakily taking out my headphones because I was just getting shouted <laughs> at and my left eardrum couldn't take it anymore but yeah it's 
it's tough being on the sideline knowing you want to help not being able to but I mean you help wherever you can if it's on the field off the field it's a great culture to be a part of did you originally you said you came to cover the Six Nations and with competition places at 10 so competitive did you think did you think you'd be only been playing in those periods but it's kind of come to come to fruition that as Dave said all along that if you perform well that you'll be playing in the bigger games and you, you've seen that yeah. fr- first hand this season nah look the long term plan was always to be a starting 10 and with the competition we have here I mean it's developed your game it forces you to work on the little things boys great mates all around pushing mm-hmm. each other to be better so whoever wears the jersey on the day we back them to do the job and next week you have the opportunity to fight to work harder and hopefully you get granted the opportunity next week so happy to keep grafting up for people who don't know your, your rugby background talk us about back in South Africa how did you before coming to Scotland what was your rugby journey back there uh, well back there played Western Province down in Cape Town through the age group levels I had a tough season to start with a couple of injuries and got a nice break uh, breakthrough in my under 20s year went to the Junior World Cup with a Junior Springboks where we finished third and that's sort of where it all kicked off. Uh, played Stormers the next season and then got the opportunity to come over here. And were Ollie and Hugh in that Stormers squad that you were involved in? Yes, they were. I mean, that was a big part of my decision coming over, knowing that those two boys would be coming over too. It's not always easy moving to another country, another team, another club, but a little bit of home always helps. And is Glasgow starting to feel like home now it's the weather's a bit different down yeah. in Cape Town we're sat outside in the stand now and it's drizzly and a bit grey yeah. but you've, you've come into two more years so yeah. you must be used to it by now nah if I've chosen to live here another two years it's not too bad I've, I've sort of found my feet uh, my fiance who's moved over has really been playing a big part in helping me adjust uh, I think she's also finding it tough so we try and help each other through the dark cold winter months mm-hmm. but I told her summer's not bad so we're looking forward to that have you set yourself any particular goals in the next two years? Is there something you particularly want to achieve or just more of the same? Well, just keep growing. I mean, uh, I'd like to be more involved in match their squads next season or maybe throughout this season. But like I said, uh, Rennie and the coaching staff have been really good in awarding the boys on form. So all you can really hope for is improving week in, week out, supporting the boys who do wear the jersey. You spoke about Ollie and Hugh, who... Apart from them two, who has really made you feel welcome in this squad? Well, geez, everybody. I mean, you go to a lot of teams and they talk about family culture, but this is just something different. Every day, if you've got a little problem, anybody and everybody's happy to help. Someone's got an idea, maybe do this, try that. Uh, they've really made us feel welcome coming from a, another country, and Ollie and them would agree uh, the vibe and. The culture is just amazing. On a way down. The official Glasgow Warriors podcast. Kyle Stain's debut for the club against the Cardiff Blues wasn't the only milestone at the Arms Park on Saturday night. Tom Gordon made his first start for the club and was really impressive. And Scott Cummings played his 50th game. I spoke to him earlier today to discuss what the milestone meant to him. The latest from Scottsdale, the weekly Glasgow Warriors podcast. Scotty, you made your 50th appearance for the club on the weekend and you got a nice big fat lip to show for it. Talk us through that one. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, obviously great to get 50 caps for Glasgow. You know, it's a 
club that I was obviously born in, in Glasgow, growing up sporting Glasgow. So, you know, to even get one cap at, uh, for Glasgow is, you know, a huge honour. So, you know, to play here for this many years now has been great. And, you know, hopefully I can get some more. How is the face treating you? That, that's a real <laughs> shine you've got there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all right. Yeah, just bust my lip a bit when, in the game. But no, I'm, I'm all good. I've seen some footage of you. I can't remember what game it is, but it's been shown in meetings before for when you were in the crowd celebrating a try. <laughs> what what game was that? And have you been coming? You've been a Glasgow fan your whole life? Yeah, I think that was Munster semi final, the year we made the final, probably about mm-hmm. 2013, 2014. So, um, yeah, I've always supported Glasgow. I still remember going to their games up at Fur Hill and that. So, you know, obviously I've always loved rugby in Glasgow and, you know, from a young age I've always supported them. So, you know, it's great to be in the squad and actually, you know, play with the guys that, you know, you used to go and support. So it's great. What was your rugby journey? Where did you where did you first pick up a ball? Who was your local clubs? Um, oh, my, my school, Kelmstead Academy's sort of main club. Played a bit at Glasgow Hawks and JHK, but mainly was my school side, Kelvin side, and none of my family are sporty or anything. But for me, I just, it's something I've always enjoyed. I love all sorts of sports, so... Yeah, I've really enjoyed it since young age. Is there a particular game, a particular moment with the game out of these 50 that you've played so far that really stands out as, as a highlight? Uh, well, probably everyone says your debut is obviously your, one of your highlights. So talk are. us through that. Where did you? Where was your uh, yeah, it was during the, during the World Cup in 2015. Obviously, there was a lot of players away, so I got that opportunity. I think it was the first game of the season against Scarlet, so still remember that was just a sort of surreal experience because mm-hmm. I didn't even really expect to play much that year. I just was hoping to try and get as much training as I could to try and get a contract the next year so um, yeah no it was it was an amazing experience and obviously I think I played about four or five games in the bounce there and got my first try the week after that which was probably another moment that stands out for me so nice you spend a lot of time calling the line outs currently with Tim Swinson and Johnny Gray how much have you learnt from the likes of them Rob Harley too who yeah. in terms of playing in the second row how much do you take from them every day yeah yeah they're both they're both interesting people <laughs> <laughs> yeah no they no, you, you learn a lot from them. They're the sort of people that will always help you out and always sort of give you advice in those sort of situations. And I think the second row group as a whole yeah, sort of really help each other out. There's no sort of, you know, fighting. Obviously, we all know we're fighting for spots, but mm-hmm. whoever's picked on that Saturday will be all do the best to, for whoever's out in that pitch. So, um, no, having people like, like Swinno, Rob and Johnny, for example, that are all really experienced players, really helped, helped me, especially in those first sort of two years come through. You know how to call line outs, sort of what to do, and that sort of situation. Do you enjoy that sort of responsibility though? You've had leadership roles mm. in the past, captain in the under twenties. Is that something yeah. you really embrace? Yeah, oh, I think I think I was actually calling the line outs in my first game. <laughs> actually, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it's always been something that I've always I've always done. It's always been sort of a big part of my game, and I sort of think of myself as someone that likes to analyse oppositions and sort of see what I can see what we can do differently week on week and. Um, yeah, it's always been something I've really enjoyed. Probably one of my favourite parts, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about your 50th. It was a, a frantic game down in Cardiff. Was it? What was it like to play in? Yeah. It must have been breathless oh, throughout. Yeah, it was interesting. It was probably one of those we probably thought we'd put them away. Mm-hmm. Probably two different occasions yeah, in the match, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, Cardiff being Cardiff were, are a really strong side and uh, they're probably playing some of the best rugby in the Pro 14 just now. They move the ball really well and probably one of the best attacks you come up against, so... You know, we sort of switched off a wee bit, but you got to give some credit to them of really stepping up and playing some great rugby. So we knew that obviously with those last ten minutes, we're nowhere near what we can expect from when we wear the Glasgow Warriors jersey. But we know, obviously, we did the job. We got the, the five points, which is what matters in the end. But we won't be happy with the last ten minutes. 
And what about Big T's try running all the way? Yeah. George had his original break. Where yeah. were you? Where were you on the pitch yeah. at that point? Oh, I was. I was trying to follow George. I was. <laughs> I was supposed to clear out with George, but um, he made a break and uh, Big T followed him up. Yeah, and I was probably a good 30, 40 meters away when they scored it. But just trying my best <laughs> to get anywhere as close as I could because I could hardly breathe at that point. But. Earlier, no, it was a great try. Earlier this season, we announced that you'd signed a new contract and that you've committed to the club. Have you got any goals, anything specific that you want to achieve in the next few years? You've been involved in a few yeah. Scotland camps. Is that something you, you think about? Yeah, uh, f- for me, it's more. Uh, I think the, the Scotland thing take care of itself if you play well for Glasgow. Right, okay. So, for me, I really want to sort of try and secure that secure a starting spot in the squad and really just you know push myself physic- sort of physically and that's one of the areas I've been sort of working on in the past year is just physicality around sort of rocks and clears and that and just probably get my hands in the ball a bit more mm-hmm. just sort of so I can actually carry a bit more and sort of act a bit more on the pitch in that in that sense so um, now for the next two years obviously if Scotland comes then that's something that comes but first and foremost I've just got to think of if I play well here then that'll yeah, help yeah. my chances there so for me it's just knuckling down at Glasgow and just you know when I get the opportunities to play, just playing as well as I can. And then this season, as a Glasgow boy, as a Glasgow fan, the opportunity to play a Guinness Pro 14 final in Glasgow <laughs> must be something that you'd relish. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Obviously, it's a it's a big occasion for us. You know, it's something that we're really striving to get that because I know it would be some sort of special experience if we were to be in that final at Glasgow with the amount of home support we'd get. So, yeah, it's definitely... It's not really something we've talked about too much, but we know that there's a lot of hard games coming up it's going to be a really tough run at the end of the season especially so we're going to have to pick up some good results to make sure we get there This is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast Thank you for tuning in to Warriors Weekly we'll be back at the same time next week keep your feedback coming in on Twitter using the hashtag Warriors Weekly and if you're new to the podcast you can find us on every platform please do download and hit subscribe we are back at Scotland on Friday night against Connacht in the massive Conference A fixture in the Guinness Pro 14. The last remaining tickets are still available at glasgowarriors.org. And with it so close at the top of the conference, every game in the run into the end of the season is massive. So you can also get your tickets to the Cheetahs game and the Ulster game and be part of our push to a Glasgow final. If you are coming to the game against Connacht on Friday night, then all season ticket members and match day purchasers will be emailed a special code that will give them free travel on first bus. Scotson Hill Station is just down the road as well, so if you can get to the game by public transport, then we implore that you do and be a good neighbour to our Scotston surroundings. So we look forward to welcoming you back to Scotston then, and until next week, thanks very much. Glasgow Warriors official podcast with Jack and Ashy.